Is social media a good thing or a bad thing for sneaker culture? We'll find out this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. This is the first ever episode of Fire Footwear on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, a big thank you to you. A big thank you to everybody who has always been listening in the podcasting space. You guys are absolutely incredible. It seems like every single week we get somebody new to the show. It means a lot to me. I know that I say that every week, but I think it's very important that I tell you that. And I think it's very important that you know that the work that I put into this is for you. And so when you come flocking to the show, it certainly means the world to me. Last week, I was coming back from my vacation from London and I gave you kind of a pretty good breakdown of everything that went down. And really what I was trying to do was let you into my life a little bit and give you a little bit of an insight into how my trip went and also some of the observations that I made. And there were a lot of things to take in. There were a lot of observations to be had, being able to share them with you, being able to sort of get some of that perspective of what people think about and what people go through in sneaker culture all across the world. I think it's really important sometimes that we take a step back and we really think about what other people are going through. And I think sometimes it's very easy for us to get caught up in sneaker culture and how we do it here in the United States. And I assume that most of the people listening to this show are predominantly from the United States. Most of the numbers that I look at would tell me that. Certainly, I want to give a shout out to my international audience because y'all always bring it every single week and we continue to grow internationally as well. But actually going to somebody else's home traveling to another country, seeing how they live their life, seeing the aspects of how their culture sort of interacts with the world of sneakers. I thought it was a very interesting outlook and it gave me a little bit of perspective coming back here. When I came back here, I knew I was back in the United States and don't get me wrong, living in this country is wonderful. I love living in the United States. America is the land of the free for many people and depending on your perspective and how you have grown up, and maybe that isn't the perspective that you share, but I know from my perspective, having lived in this country my whole life, it's a wonderful place to live. And when you visit other countries, you visit other cultures, you see a different perspective. And I think that's very, very important. And there were some things that I noticed when I was in England that when I came back here, they just didn't share those same similarities, customer service, the way that you were treated, things like that. But I think about social media a lot, and that's kind of segueing to the topic of this week, because whenever I look for topics, a little peek behind the curtain for everybody who is new to the show, I generally go on social media or I'll talk to some people. And, you know, sometimes there are topics that sort of make themselves in the world. And sometimes you have to sort of stretch for topics. I search for things that are in between the lines, because to me, it's very important that we not just rehash everything that's happening in sneaker culture. Because if you go on YouTube, you go in the podcasting space, there are a lot of people doing very much the same thing in sneakers. What are the releases coming up? What are the pickups that I had? And there's no shade to anybody that's doing that. I just knew that when I came into this space and started to become something, and after reaching over 100 subscribers in Apple, I feel like we're really building towards something. I'm not going to rehash what everybody else is doing because those people have already cornered the market. So your Sneak This podcast and other podcasts like that, they've already cornered the market in a lot of these things. And I wanted to come in and give what I feel is a fresh perspective and give you a little bit of a different structure to this show. That's why I keep it brief and that's why I keep it to one topic per week. 
But as I was searching through, I realized that the topic was right in front of me. And while I was searching for a specific topic within social media, I realized that maybe social media is the topic in and of itself. And as I was perusing for something that caught my eye that I thought you would actually enjoy hearing my perspective about, I started to see so much negativity and I started to see a lot of division. This isn't really a hot take to say, but I think social media has divided us more than it has actually brought us together. I think that the intent of social media was just that, to be social, to connect us with people that we wouldn't necessarily see. And that does happen. Shout out to everybody who has connected with me on social media, wherever it is that you have connected with me. That's really the point. And that's how I like to use social media. But I think that sneaker culture has been poisoned a little bit by social media. And when I look at the posts on sneaker social media and different sites and things, and I look at the comment section, I generally tend to find that there is a divide and there's a lot of negativity that follows sneaker activity. Even if people are posting things that are completely benign, most of the social media content that's out there, people are posting pictures of their fits or their pickups or whatever. And all those things are very much innocent. And I think we need to continue to do those things because it's sort of how we connect, right? That's the culture in and of itself. But one of the stories that came across to me was Union's reveal, or not even Union's reveal. It was a reveal of the upcoming Jordan 1 collaboration that Union was doing. Now, I did an episode probably like four or six weeks ago about collaborations, and I sort of questioned as to whether they become saturated and whether they become diluted, because I think that the more they happen, the more likely it is that they're not going to continue to hit home runs. I think Ama Manier is reaching that point, and I do wonder if Union is reaching that point because they hit home runs with the Jordan 1. They hit home runs with that first batch of Jordan 4s. And now there have been a lot of releases that just really haven't had the same allure. And there are silhouettes that everybody should enjoy. The Cortezes for one. They even had to do some updated Jordan models that are not part of the major line. And I think that sort of comes part and parcel with, hey, we're going to allow you to collaborate on a Jordan 4, which is one of our biggest silhouettes and our biggest sellers. We need you to do us a solid by collaborating on this shoe. And when the announcement was made that they were going to do another Jordan 1, I kind of received that in a way that was very eh, because to me, it's already been done and it's already been done perfectly. Those first two Jordan 1 collaborations from Union, they're perfection. Both collaborations in both colorways are perfection. Everything about them is perfect. They are shoes everybody should own. They're really expensive now, so you'd probably have to go to the rep market to get them if you just wanted to have them to wear them. But they're perfection. How can they outdo themselves? I'm not really sure that Union can outdo themselves, and so it worries me when I see something like this. So the pictures come out, and I realize it's not the pictures that are the problem, or it's not the shoes that are the problem, but one of the things that plagues us about social media is the fact that we get so many things early. So many shoes are revealed to us a year, a year and a half in advance. And I know that sometimes it ruins the surprise of it. And maybe we have to keep inventory and we have to have a personal assistant to keep track of all these releases and all that. But to me, it kind of ruins part of it. I don't necessarily need to know what the shoe is going to look like a year before I buy it. I want to know when it comes time for me to spend my money, what does this shoe look like? Or maybe even wait until it's time to spend my money. On release day, you get to see what that shoe looks like. And with the online presence now, we have the ability to have everything spoiled for us. There are accounts that solely exist to basically make sure that we know what these shoes look like. And so the pictures come up. And I have to say, most of the time, I don't necessarily find myself thinking I have to have that shoe whenever I see a picture early. Normally, the mock-ups that come out or the early pictures that come out really don't do the shoe justice. I would actually contend, and let me know how you feel about this, but I would contend that almost every single shoe that you see online doesn't translate to what it actually feels like to have it in hand. 
So many shoes that come out, they look like trash, but then you actually see them in hand or you feel them in hand. You see them on somebody's feet. Your perspective changes on those. And it certainly may happen here. Don't forget the Jordan 4 unions. They were widely panned when the first mock-ups came out, when the first pictures of them came out, even all the way up until release day. I think it was a couple days before release day, somebody released a picture, they had an early pair and they cut that tongue and it changed everything for everybody. Up until then though, they looked like kids shoes and everybody thought that they did. So Union releases these photos or these photos are released and what we see is they're paying homage to an older silhouette of Nike that was really sort of a niche silhouette in my opinion. It's not a shoe you hear a lot about but it was the Nike Footscape and so they have sort of an homage to that on here and it's a very unique shoe in that regard. But when you look at these pictures, what Union has been telling you is that this is the most unique Jordan 1 collaboration. You've never seen anything like this. And in many ways, it's true. But in many ways, it also has a lot of similar elements to the old collaborations. And so there's not as much of a uniqueness there. And then you see that the color scheme and the colorway is just kind of average, in my opinion. But I think that social media has made that so. I think that if we actually went and got this shoe in hand, how disappointed would we be? And I think that the same energy that social media provides in the negativity isn't going to stay. People are going to go buy the shoe because the hype is always going to win out. Money is going to win out and people are going to go buy these shoes. And on the other side of the coin, you have the announcement of Nigo, I believe that's how you pronounce it, who was co-founder of Bape. And he is now collaborating with Nike, which is ironic because I believe Bape has been collaborating with Adidas for close to 20 years. I think they just celebrated the 20th anniversary with a collaboration with them. And Nike, of course, has sued Bape over copyright infringement with all the shoes they've been coming out since 2009. I know that the two sides met to sort of iron this out, but all these things have been out there. And so you see this announcement about a collaboration coming in 2024, 2023. It's like a year and a half from now. We're supposed to get super psyched for this. And all you see is all the people in the comment section hyping, 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 hyping. And we have no clue. We have no information on what this is actually going to be like. But it kind of dawns on me that that's kind of the point is a lot of these sites exist to sort of get us divided and get us talking about these things. And I'm just not sure if that's healthy for sneaker culture. And then on the other side, you get a lot of other things in sneaker culture where you have people like Sneaker Fetish on YouTube, and I don't have any beef with him or anybody else that's related to him, but it seems like there's a lot of drama surrounding that account. It seems like there's a lot of people who sort of go on there to gaslight or he tries to gaslight. And then you have a lot of people posting all about their collections. And then there's also, of course, the rep versus retail fight that has been fought for many, many years, actually probably decades now. And I think what you find is that you have an us versus them mentality. It seems like every place that you go, there's so little positivity. There's so little connectivity. And I think that is really, really sad because in the end, we all love the sneakers. And part of the reason why I created the show in the first place was because I personally feel that it's important that we connect over these sneakers. And social media has the ability to do that. But I think the way that social media has now been used as a weapon in sneaker culture is very, very worrisome because you see all of these articles, you see all of these pictures. And even so, people that post about their collections, people post about their fits, I think what ends up happening is most of sneaker culture wants to be like that. When you talk about complex and all the accessibility that they have and all these celebrities, I mean, look at what Travis Scott did to SB Dunks. When the Travis Scott SB Dunk released in 2019, it was pretty much at the peak or 
close to the peak of SB hype in this particular generation. And it got to the point where you could go on, let's take the Dunkles, for example, which is one of the best SB highs of all time. One of the best collaborations in dunk history, in my opinion, you could have grabbed a pair in your size for about $400. And then Travis Scott wears them to a concert. It pops up on social media in multiple places. And now all of a sudden you have to pay thousands of dollars for that shoe when nobody cared about that shoe. And I think sometimes that social media works against itself. It's meant to hype us up for releases that are coming up, but so many people then gravitate towards silhouettes or colorways that they didn't give a crap about not that long ago, like yesterday. And I think what bothers me about that is there are a lot of people who have been around in the culture for a long time who appreciate the history. And I've said this many times, I am not an OG in this game, I never will be, but I try and learn about the history. And when I go back in time and look in some of these shoes, I have such an appreciation for what they meant to the culture, their place in history. I would never use social media to hype up a shoe so that other people are going to go out and buy it. And I guess maybe I'm guilty. Maybe I'm guilty because I have to use social media to plug this channel, to plug this podcast. And I have to use social media because it's just the way that information is communicated. But the more and more that I connect with social media, I realize that I need to tailor my social media use to find that positivity. Because so often we're trashing shoes, we're trashing people's opinions. We've got to make sure that we divide sneaker culture that, hey, you are the Jordan head, you're the Yeezy heads, or you like Yeezy and you don't like Yeezy, whatever. I feel like at the end of the day, we're all missing the point. I think the point is that we're supposed to be together. And I think social media is an avenue to do that but I think it's also an avenue to ruining sneaker culture. I think it's an avenue to ruining surprises. We don't appreciate what we have right in front of us. We don't appreciate how many shoes are available. The supply and demand issue is always going to be there. No matter how many shoes Nike makes, they're never going to be able to make enough to meet the demand of what is out there. And every single week, all I see are people complaining about losses on sneakers when really the reality is it's like a lottery. You have less of a chance to get them than you actually think that you do. It's not Nike screwing you over. It's not Adidas or Yeezy making it so that you have a hard time in getting these shoes. There's just a lot of people. And who do we have to blame for that? Social media. Social media is the reason why people all over the place, celebrities down to people you would never think wearing sneakers are part of the culture. Everybody wants to be a sneakerhead. And now you have movies being made about it. I haven't seen Air yet, but I have some opinions about it. And I think that many people are mistaking that particular movie because of how it has been sold by sneaker social media sites as a sneakerhead movie. It is not. It is a movie for everybody. Sneakerheads are not even in their heads space when they were making that movie. But yet we sneakerheads have been conditioned to think that anything that has anything to do with a sneaker or has a sneaker in it is somehow for us only. And that's not the way that it is. But all these sites, all these hype sites out there, all these social media sites are telling you that it's a sneaker movie and then people go to see it and they're disappointed. Well, that's on you. And that to me is a problem. And I think that we're just getting to this place where social media is becoming so toxic that it's not actually helping us. And I want to strive for something. And if you're watching or you're listening to this, I want to make a promise to you. I promise that this channel and this content will always be for positivity, even though we may have negative opinions about things like social media. And again, I've had a love-hate relationship with social media for many, many years. So maybe again, I'm not the target audience for social media. Maybe I'm an outlier in this. But what I do know is that the connections that we are making on a weekly basis with this show are meaningful. I like to think that you tune into this show, whether in podcasts or on YouTube, because you appreciate the kinds of perspectives 
perspectives that I bring, the positivity that I want to bring. I want to bring that to you every week. If you ever hear me complaining about not getting a shoe, if you ever hear me complaining about early mock-ups, I want you to call me out. I'm saying that right here. I want you to find me on social media at Fire Footwear Pod on Instagram. And I want you to tell me, hey, you said you weren't going to be negative. We're going to use this for positivity. And you know what? I need that accountability. These sneaker sites on social media are not going to have accountability. Sneaker fetish is not going to have accountability because there are thousands and thousands of people who want to seek out that content, who like to gaslight the sneaker community. And I'm just not one of those people. I want to connect. I want to connect with other content creators. I want to connect with other sneaker lovers. And I just want us to enjoy this thing that has become so large that the people who love it for the purest of reasons get drowned out by the people who are in it for reasons that I'm not even sure they know what they are anymore. They want to walk down the street so that somebody can say that they have great shoes. Is that a great feeling? Yes, of course it is. It's a wonderful feeling to have that. It's even better when you're connecting with that other person because they have a pair of shoes or you can talk about it. I think we need to recalibrate how we look at this. And I think when you are scrolling through social media sites, I want you to be a little bit more wary. I want you to be a little bit more critical of the sites that you follow. Follow the ones that are about positivity. Don't follow the ones that are trying to make you feel like you're less than because you don't have these shoes. Don't try to follow sites that maybe want you to feel like they are part of the regular crowd when you know they have that accessibility. Nobody should dig how you consume sneakers. Nobody should dictate how you love sneakers. And here at Fire Footwear, I will always be about the love of the shoes and I will always be about just the positivity of being part of a community that has many, many awesome people. And that includes you who are listening every single week. And I thank you for that. Release of the week where I like to take a shoe that has caught my eye. It's not always going to be hype. Sometimes it's just going to be a general release, but I want you to know about it because it's good to point out shoes. There are so many of them. We get lost in the hype. We get lost in the releases. And I think a lot of shoes release. We don't even realize they've released and they sort of sit there. When you have an opportunity to cop them, you should be copying heat no matter whether it's on social media, whether it's hype or not. This week's release of the week is actually going to be more toward the hype train. But the reason that I'm bringing it up is because it is an SB Dunk. It's a great looking SB Dunk. And I think that SB Dunks have so many great colorways. This is the Run the Jewels pack. Now, I will admit that I'm not a huge fan of the Dunk High, the pink horse hair with the black accents. I mean, that's a great looking shoe. It has nods to Run the Jewels, which I'm not a fan of. I don't follow them. But the Dunk Low, which is my favorite silhouette of all time, the blues, the pinks, the icy sole, it's a great looking shoe. Many of us are going to go out for it. Not many of us are going to get it. So this is not a release of the week that I'm saying, hey, you have a real good chance at this, but it's a great looking shoe. And again, we have to call out greatness when we see it. That is a great collaboration by a group on 420. I mean, there's meaning to that. Again, 420 doesn't have a meaning to me, has a meaning to a lot of different people, but this particular shoe is amazing. So let me know how you feel about that. I want to thank you again for tuning in this week. Again, we're talking about social media and I, I know that it's a, a volatile topic for a lot of people because social media is just part of our culture. It is woven into the fabric of American and international culture. And it's how we connect with each other. 
But don't forget, you can dictate how you connect. And I want to give a shout out to everybody who has connected with me positively. However you found the show, however it is that you consume the content, just know it's about the positivity and you have chosen wisely in choosing positivity by how you have interacted with me. I think it not only makes me better, it makes the show better. And I honestly think that it makes the world better too. Before we get out of here, I want to hear your opinions. How do you feel about social media? Do you feel like maybe it needs to be tweaked? Do you feel like we need to recalibrate how we use social media? Connect with the show on Instagram at firefootwearpod is the handle to do that. Of course, a lot of people have gotten in touch with me there. So check me out there. The show is on Facebook. Search Fire Footwear or Sneaker Podcast. You can find it there. On Twitter, there are two handles. The show's handle is at firefootwearpod. If you want to find me personally, which some of you have, at Maddie Ice Freights is the way to do that. If you are listening on Apple and Spotify, don't forget to hit follow and rate. It keeps the show charting and growing, and it means a lot to me. If you have any general questions or comments, email the show, firefootwearpod at gmail.com. Some of you have done that too. Shout out to you, Paul. We've connected that way, so hit me up there if that is your communication method of choice. The show is, of course, on YouTube. If you're watching this, it's obvious to you, but if you're listening in the podcasting space, you want to see what my face looks like, you can find the link for that in the show notes. Please visit the Matty Ice Media Network page, mattyicemedia.com, to find other shows like the Iceman and Coach Sports Show, which I am a part of, as well as Political Football and the Manual. We're trying to expand our menu of content. So please give us some support there. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that this finds you safe. And as always, I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.